and welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm your host, Nick Jeebus with Restoration News, and this week we're speaking to the man on the street, James Klug, who's going out into the elements to ask people the important questions of the day. James, thank you so much for coming on and joining us today. Now, a lot of the world is familiar with your man on the street interviews. That is not an easy biz, and uh, you don't just walk into that. So tell me, how did that become part of your life and part of your career? Well, Nick, thanks for having me. Uh, well, how did it become part of my life and part of my career? Great, great question. I mean, uh, if I were to give like kind of a, a quick just take on on what it was, pretty much around like 2017, 2016, I wanted to get involved. I saw the direction of the country. And, um, you know, it, it, I've always been very political, but I was outside of the political realm, didn't even do YouTube or anything like that, but just wanted to essentially do my part. I wanted to you know, be helpful. I didn't even want to do YouTube full time or make content full time. And ultimately, I saw a lot of the people, you know, you have your Fleckas Talks, you have your Elijah Schaefer's, they were all out on the street. And I was kind of seeing that thinking, you know what, that seems pretty effective to be reaching younger demographics. But not only that, it's an opportunity to kind of educate through the conversations. You can go about it a few ways, be funny, uh, be educational, whatever it may be. And so, to build a platform, I really saw that as an opportunity there, not only to reach a bunch of people, but also to educate, get the facts out there. And eventually it just started taking off to where I went full time in 2020. Uh, and here we are today. So that's pretty much how it went. I never wanted to go full time and do what I always wanted to do as a kind of a hobby and just do my part. And uh, kind of looked at, woke up one day and was kind of looking at it being like, yeah, we could we could lean into this and 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 go all out. So. That's that's how I've gotten here today, basically. I like your style. It seems fact-based and, and more neutral than some other people out there. What's one of the most surprising answers you think you got, or one of the most surprising interviews that you had on the street during your career, having done this only a few years? But what, what may have shocked you the most? I'm going to give you two quick answers to this. Um, okay. And I appreciate you saying, you know, fact-based, pretty, pretty balanced. I try to be that way because of the people that I want to reach, right? Um, some videos will be a lot more aggressive, but that's just because it's like you wake up one day and you're like, yeah, no, let's, we're a little bit irritated. Let's go, let's go, <laughs> let's go, you know, let's go drop some facts. But, uh, one of the biggest wake up calls for me was actually one of my first videos. I didn't even get a question out. I went to a black lives matter protest in Los Angeles. Didn't even get a question out. Showed up with me and my cameraman, <laughs> you know, we're, we're just getting started. I, I'm, I'm not too sure what I'm going to be talking to people about, but we're just kind of figuring out what they're about. And before I spoke to anybody, uh, the head of the group started filming me, showed my We the People tattoo on my arm and said, well, this is evidence of suspected white supremacists have shown up at our Jackie Lacey must go protest. And that video uh, for BLM, all these BLM chapters were sharing it because white supremacists showed up. That's that's terrifying. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, uh, what? So that went super viral, and that was a very shocking moment right there because I didn't, I, I don't think at that time, this was maybe like 2018, I don't think at that time I realized how radical a lot of these people were. And once I understood that, oh, wow, just because I'm white, <laughs> they, they call me a white supremacist for showing up, that was a wake-up call. And then a quick answer for the more recent shocking responses sure. is just this year, or last year, you know, people saying in interviews, yes, uh, children can consent to sterilizing themselves. That one is sort of a jaw-dropping conversation because that's fairly recent. So, yeah. 
So uh, we're talking about the puberty blockers, right? That you're you're referring to as far as sterilizing. Right. Right. I should have elaborated. Yes. Yeah. The the puberty blockers. Children can't consent to puberty blockers. Debate. And ultimately, getting down to the basics. Can children consent to getting a sex change? And somebody is saying, looking at you dead in the eyes and saying, yes, they can. It's like, at that point, you're just, whoa, we've come a long way. This we're, we're no longer debating tax brackets or universal health care. We're debating whether or not children can get sex changes in America. Which is insane, which is insane to think that that answer could be anything but no. But um, yeah. you're saying that you got a lot of uh, responses and yes on that. So now, did these responses that shocked you the most or that surprised you the most, are they coming from young people? Are they coming from middle-aged people? Do you have uh, an array of people that you've interviewed? Or is this mostly you know, kids, students, and people in their 20s and 30s? Yeah, I mean, I wish I could tell you it was just a bunch of maybe ignorant 19 and 20 year olds, but that's just not the case. No, it, traveling all over the country this past year, uh, I've spoken with people that are 80 years old that have radicalized to this point. And uh, you speak with young people as well. In fact, it almost seems like a lot of young people potentially are more open to possibly hearing you out than some of the older crowd. Uh, there's this group of, you know, it's 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 pretty common when it comes to like left wing 50, 60 year old uh, women that will hold a lot of these positions. It's very unusual. You would almost think that those radical positions would be held by younger people. And that, that is the case, don't get me wrong, but it's not unlikely to have these radical positions being held by all sorts of you know age groups. It seems like you've learned a lot from interacting with people then. And I'd like to ask you, do you have advice for people that want to start a cordial dialogue with family, with friends, with their colleagues, but certain subjects seem off limits? Like you even said, the purity blockers in some circles, it's considered, yes, absolutely, no room for debate. How would you and what you've learned with communication, how would what would you say to other people that want to open up a dialogue but might be afraid to touch that third rail? Yeah, I mean, fantastic question. Are you, are you meaning like what evidence, sorry, what advice would I give to people that want to start a conversation between their friend groups or people that want to start maybe man on the street content? I see just in everyday life with their family, with their friends, with their fellow students, with their colleagues, but they're too afraid to, to touch the subject. Uh, in your experience, have you learned any tips for trying to break down that wall and, and start a conversation? Yeah, it's, it's such a good question because it, and it's so incredibly challenging when it comes to your approach because I may give some advice to somebody and they may go over the top aggressive and they'll learn, okay, maybe I shouldn't have gone that hard on my best friend when it comes to a political debate. When it comes to your inner circle, certainly like your workplace, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be that person that says just like keep your head down and get through it. Don't talk to anybody about politics. I, I, I don't believe that. However, there is a right way to do it. So for me, I'm having potentially some tough conversations with strangers on the street. There's not much to lose there. But if I'm talking about, let's say, my mom or my dad or my brother or, or, or coworkers, there is certainly a more easy approach to going about that. And that is, well, you don't want to be beating that person over the head with a stick, right? So you want to go very, I would argue, you want to go pretty mellow when it comes to people that are very close in your life. You don't want to sabotage your relationship with your sibling or maybe your best friend at work. So you can potentially make it a light political friendship where you kind of share some news stories or just say, hey, you know, I just saw a video about, you can almost, in a way, 
almost act dumb and say, just saw a video about people talking about medically transitioning children. Like, what's going on there? So you can kind of just <laughs> shape it in a way of uh, disbelief of a political position that's being taken on the left wing. But it, it's very difficult. I would just say be delicate. Know when to kind of go harder in the conversation uh, if it's just you two. You know, you don't want to push people out of your life. So I would just take it easy. Do you, I have a lot of left-wing friends. We talk politics here and there. It tends to be playful. It tends to be light. And there are some things that they kind of shift over to my side as a result of being a little bit careful. Now, back in the day, I was a reporter, too, for Daily Caller and Fox, and we did some man-on-the-street stuff. And in our heads, we had to think fearlessness, right? You're going out there, usually balls to the wall. People might attack you. Have you ever been attacked? Have you ever been worried about violence or a visceral reaction? People overhear your conversation with someone. Has that ever come into play while you do this? Oh, Nick, I'm, I'm, I'm like this close to just getting a security team when we go out and film uh, some of the more aggressive topics just because it. it's gotten... <laughs> it's gotten to a point where uh, people just don't like the channel, so they'll come up and like try to sabotage it, or uh, people are just crazy out on the street. And it's not, you know, you know the, my experience is probably pretty weird because I've gotten probably attacked equally by like crazy right wingers that don't really know what I'm doing, but they just get mad that I'm filming, and then also crazy left wingers. So I've had like a very unusual mix. Maybe it's just because I'm from California. They, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe they like think I'm some left wing troll. I have absolutely no clue. But regardless, people are crazy out there. Yeah, and, and talking politics with people out in the street, it's, it's kind of like, I guess inherently a little bit aggressive. You know, like you said, it's kind of that the, you, that balls to the wall, like, all right, let's go. Let's go get some content. Um, you can be respectful, but you're still having a political conversation with people. So, uh, yeah, been been attacked last year. I think I was attacked a few times. Just random crazy people. There's one guy that keeps popping up in videos that, for some reason, he's, like, dressed like a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 character and just keeps attacking us. Uh, so we're working on it. But that's just what, – what do you call it? It's uh, – Occupational hazard. <laughs> yes, good, good point in the lingo in the biz. Occupational hazard. That's now, right. have you have you seen this double standard? This at least what I've seen. I don't know if you agree. The strange double standard where you have people like Antifa or a certain statue of Thomas Jefferson gets attacked or ripped down, or a certain protest, certain interviews happen on the street, and no one's held accountable. And yet, someone prays outside of an abortion clinic, or there's a conservative rally, and people get arrested. Have you yeah. experienced any of it? And do you have any thoughts on if there is truly a two-tier justice system now when it comes to these public? protests and these public uh, gatherings. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the praying outside of a abortion clinic, uh, peacefully protesting and getting 11 years for that, potentially. Uh, yes. y y y I mean, I, I don't I don't see any other way when it comes to the left wing in the country. One thing that I've noticed is they basically weaponize every single institution they can get a hold of. So you'll see this with college campuses. You'll see this with middle schools, high schools. You'll see this with uh, Hollywood. You watch a Hollywood film and there's a left-wing twist to every single video that you're, or every single movie that you're watching nowadays. Well, the uh, justice system is unfortunately not immune to that. And what we're seeing right now is, yeah, I mean, we're seeing um, what was it? Uh, the federal crime of of protesting outside of a Supreme Court justice's home, and nobody does anything about it. But mm. Biden has crazy people in his, uh, you know, cabinet, and and all this stuff that are actually targeting 
pro pro lifers uh, targeting uh, you know people that practice certain religions over others, and yeah, I mean once these people get power, they're they're not about equality. They're just about complete control, and it's about I, in my view just beating people into submission. So you and I see that wild inconsistency of all these people are getting away with all these federal crimes, right? All these federal crimes. But hey, you, you stick a American flag in the protesters hand that's peacefully demonstrating whatever it may be, and the FBI is going after them. That's true. And I, I want to know, are you concerned about censorship that they may come after you because you don't go with the narrative and you're asking questions that might provoke answers that they don't like the people in control, big tech, the government? Does that ever cross your mind? Yeah, it crossed my mind weekly um, because <laughs> I, I was actually having a conversation with somebody about this the other day is is the left wing has it so convenient right now to where they can implement a radical ideology such as like gender theory. Right. Um, mm. And they can they can pursue this whole ideology. And as soon as you I mean, Twitter 1.0, you know, or, or just Instagram today or Facebook today, as soon as you question these things, you say something like you know, men are men or women or women or whatever it may be. Just as soon as you question it, you're getting censored. Think about how conveni convenient that is for the left wing to where they can push their agenda. You challenge the agenda, you get banned. So, yeah, I mean, we, we have to be careful about what platform we're on. YouTube, I'm primarily YouTube. I know what I can get away with on YouTube. And it's kind of like for right now, unfortunately, you have to play the game because me going out there and trying my best to educate people to make a difference is better than me being uh, me, me challenging uh, a particular, you know, left wing rule at YouTube and getting banned tomorrow. So it's this yes. really unfortunate thing where people call you out like, oh, well, you know, you're you're bowing to censorship. Uh, conservatives are a really tough spot right now to where X is pretty much the only platform that will allow you to speak your mind. So on all the other platforms, you have to figure out a creative way to get your message out there without getting banned. I've asked other people this question, all walks of life and that do all sorts of things, you know, center right, conservative. Do you think there's a need to build an alternative economy? And by that, I mean, they're trying to do it with Rumble. You said you mentioned X, but, you know, a conservative Amazon, conservative banks, because if they can deplatform you and demonetize your channel and take this away from you, like you said, just like that, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you play the game or not. If you're on their list, it's over. It's done. Do you think that's a possibility that people can compete and build different institutions to rival things like YouTube, like Amazon and, and these big, uh, big tech firms? Yeah, I mean, the big challenge, yes, I, I think that's kind of the, to answer your question, I mean, yes, I think that's kind of the natural direction that a lot of this stuff goes in because uh, they won't allow, you know, dissenting viewpoints to survive on these other platforms. But when it comes to, uh, a major challenge is grabbing onto mainstream consumers and getting them on board. So the vast majority of Americans aren't as political as you and I or people watching the show right now. A lot of them are just on YouTube enjoying content about uh, a, a tractor review or, or whatever, <laughs> just name something, right? Leaf blowers, Movie. I don't know. Yeah, so um, you know, a lot of people are on these platforms for non-political purposes. The, the, the challenge for the uh, free speech advocates is they need to make sure that they're creating platforms, creating companies that are also appealing to the mainstream as well as freedom-loving Americans. And that is one challenge because if it's too political, then it just becomes um, Instagram for right-wingers. 
and you 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 need the general population to really grow that platform to where it's at a point where it's actually able to compete with Instagram or these other mainstream platforms. So that is the challenge. But yes, I, I do think it's possible. And uh, I think Rumble and X right now are obviously doing a fantastic job at that. It's the beginning. Yeah, it is the beginning of something. Thank God that there's even a chance. You wouldn't think with all the power in one hand that there would even be a chance for this. So it's good to see that sprouting up. I'm glad you it's, agree. Yeah. Uh, my other question is, when you have talked to people, it seems like you've gotten a good pulse of certain places, certain people. What's the most important issue that you think people are in the dark on or that don't have the right information about or are misinformed about? Um, you've heard a lot of different answers from a lot of different people. What's the one that jumps out to you where you say, wow, I, I can't believe that people don't know or they, they're giving me this answer on this topic? Yeah, it's a good question. You mean for like the general public that's not aware, like maybe yeah, the yeah, political public that, in a way? Exactly. What is the one thing that your average citizen you think you assumed they would know and then you went out on the street, you asked them the question and you realized, wow, you know, we can't add anymore as a nation or we can't, uh, you know, we don't know our history. Is there a specific subject that you were surprised about that people just had no knowledge of or, or were unaware of? It's a really good question. I mean, it's kind of, it, it's almost in a way, it's almost like so many topics for me because there's so many <laughs> things, as long as there's like a propaganda camp campaign with like catchphrases, you start to dig in the specifics with people and people never know the specifics or, or, or very frequently they don't. And not to dunk on them, it's just that's what they've been fed by the mainstream media. Maybe they didn't get the whole story. Um, Donald Trump Anything around Donald Trump is usually a pretty good example of that. You'd have people that are saying, oh, he's racist because of X, Y, Z. And you dig into it and they have absolutely no clue what they're talking about. They've just been told that he's been ra he's racist by Rachel Maddow. <laughs> um, but I will say probably the, one of the biggest ones has probably been the ignorance around. And this is why I focused on it so much in 2013, because it's a winning issue for the right and just for common sense Americans, is mm. the uh, quote unquote gender affirming care. That's what they're calling it. <laughs> trying to trying to sell that to the American public and breaking down what exactly is actually going on with your average, like just to your average American, breaking down what that means. That means um, puberty blockers for children, cross-sex hormones, uh, breasts cut out for young girls as young as like 12 years old, just crazy stuff, just evil, evil, evil stuff. Um, that has been a major wake up call for a lot of people that have been just super ignorant about it because anything around, you know, when it comes to that conversation, it's a lot of catchphrases. It's a, f a lot of feel good phrasing instead of actually talking about what exactly is going on. And so when you talk to people about that, that aren't political, they're just kind of learning about it. They're, they're, they're looking at you like, oh, what do you, what's happening? What is the left wing doing? What? So that's probably been one of the number one topics where people have just, they don't know the specifics. They don't know that this stuff is happening and they really wake up. And when they learn about it, they are insanely against it, which is obviously good news. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that, that's why I focused so much on that topic last year, just because that is one of those topics that people just don't know uh, anything about. And as soon as they learn about it, they're against it. So. All right, well, before we close out, what's next for you and where can people follow your wonderful work? Yeah, what's next for me? Well, I took a little bit of time off. We are back uh, trying to get a daily segment going as well as weekly street videos. Uh, as I mean, you know, this is a big year. 2024 is going to be a massive year. So traveling uh, around the country, I want to make sure I reach 
Um, people in Texas, people in Florida, we're getting a lot of requests to travel around and the channel's at a point where I can be doing that now. So just giving people kind of a, a view of what's going on around the country and what people are feeling around the country. So if you want to check that out, you can definitely subscribe over at youtube.com slash James Klug or James Klug on other social media platforms. Well, there it is. James Klug, the man on the street. Good luck, man. It's a tough world out there. I'm glad you're staying safe and, and getting the message out. And we wish you the best of luck. And we're looking forward to your, your next content, your next bit of content. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Nick. Appreciate you. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. And remember, by staying vigilant, we can bring our country back to true greatness. We'll see you next week. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word, to 30161.